Alright, welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. I'm your host, Cody Murphy. I'm here with my buddy and colleague, J.D. Kozad. What up? We are on episode 8, uh, January 14th, 2023. This is our sports episode. It is the wild card weekend. Actually, the first game is about to start here in about 20 or 30 minutes. Pretty stoked about the playoffs is probably the best, my favorite time of the year as far as sports go. Maybe March Madness is a close second. We had a good um, music episode last episode. I want to thank everybody for checking that out. If you did, I think it turned out pretty well. We kind of just freelanced that one, just riffed off the top of our head. We really didn't have a structured outline for that episode. So look for more of that on some of our upcoming episodes that are non-sports related. Had a short week this week at work. We only worked four days, which is kind of concerning because we haven't had a, a full, I haven't had a full 40 hour check in like a month or two. I don't know what's going on there. We're still having supply chain issues and shit like that. So hopefully the hours will pick up so I can start making some, some more money. But either way, I, I'm glad I'm getting to spend some more, some time off and enjoy being at home with my family and stuff. I know we had some technical difficulties this this week as far as like the editing process goes. So I was going to let you talk more about that since that's kind of more your end. But yeah, overall, it was a good week. Just ready to watch some football and discuss some sports. I'm glad to be back. What day did we record that on? I want to say it was either Sunday or Monday. Sunday or Monday. And it took me all of I, I really didn't finish it. Until Thursday. And that is because, so I was all the way done with it on Tuesday, prepping it to drop. And I went to bed, saved it and closed my laptop. I opened my laptop up and it's not there. So, okay, just results of the last save. And I try to open it and Soundtrap will not open it up. It just keeps failing. As soon as it gets to like 96%, it just will not open it up. So I was panicking. I started exploring other options as where to I could take the audio file and upload it and there just wasn't any options on the Chromebook. Nothing was, you know, able to keep up with what I was trying to do. So I actually had to revert back to a further back save and reback and rework like the last, I don't know, 35 minutes, I want to say. And if I tried to add anything extra, it was just going to crash on me. So I made it work, but it just pushed us back as a little further than what we'd like to drop on but i think it was a great product regardless right i was gonna say i mean regardless of all the issues you you went through i mean it was a great episode i listened to it i re-listened to it and man some of the edits were great in there i liked the way you faded in some of them some of the uh, samples of the music that was really great so <clears throat> moving forward i was gonna say if you guys have any suggestions on what kind of software recording software or editing software we should use feel free to like drop us a drop us a line or something and let us know because we're trying to improve our product and make it easier as far as the editing goes recording is pretty smooth on riverside i like it i think it sounds great yeah i've, I've been a fan i've been a big fan of riverside it's just, and i've seen a lot of people say good things about riverside yeah, we've had a good experience on Riverside, but as far as the, we just need something better to edit on. But yeah. I mean, we got the got the job done, so that's all that matters. Hopefully, we get to the point where we're good enough where all it is is add our specialized intro music, a little bit of BS in the middle, and an ex an uh, outro, and boom, we ain't got to do much editing. We're, right. we're working there. Right, there's levels to this shit, as Meek Mill would say. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, um, we just got our foot in the door. Right, so. right. 
Go ahead and start us off with our pickums. I know we uh, talked about. You said we tied overall. We tied or something. I got my notebook here. Yeah, All I right. need to open mine up. Shit. So I went back through because I hadn't addressed it. I had been so focused on that last edit, I hadn't even think because we texted back and forth when some of our we were like, "Damn, we missed on some stuff." Yeah. So I, I went back and I rechecked us just to double down to make sure this was actually a tie. So I re-listened to it, and so let me run down what we did. We both went eleven and sixteen this weekend. Both of us missed five games. We both missed on. The New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins game, which we believed that Mike White or whoever, I don't even think Mike White played. I think we took Mike White thinking that just shows how naive we are. We don't know enough. But the Dolphins found a way to win, so we missed on that game. We both missed on the Cowboys and Washington game, but take for note, we both said that would be the most Cowboys thing that could happen, and they Cowboyed right. the shit out of it. They They did. Absolutely. They Cowboyed the shit out of it. And we missed on... The Lions in the Green Bay game because we both believed in Aaron Rodgers. Detroit showed up. They found a way. Good for them, man. Above 500. I, I would have liked to see them in the playoffs over Seattle, but it is what it is. And then we both took the Rams over the Seahawks with the Seahawks. I was just stating found a way to win. We were riding high on the Baker Mayfield train, which I will never, ever, ever, ever believe in Baker Mayfield again. But this is where we were different. I took Cleveland over Pittsburgh. You took Pittsburgh. So you – you would have been one up on me there. Right, I just, but, I just thought Tomlin was going to pull it out. He always you does. Did, you did. It was the right pick. I shouldn't have downed Mike Tomlin. I think he has a at least a vote for Coach of the Year, the way that he found a way. The way they finished the season. A, man, wow. I, I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I have an incredible respect for Mike Tomlin. It's big time. And then you missed on the – Carolina and the New Orleans Saints game. You right. took New Orleans and and I took Carolina. So that was our biggest difference. So we both went eleven and sixteen. We're at a fifty one and seventeen tie. So that kind of pins us up to where the playoffs matters a little bit more for us. So right, but we don't like we don't even know. We're just kind of winging this. We don't even know what's at stake here. We we're not really sure like what we're playing for. But we're just just a little friendly gentleman's competition. It's ego. That's all it is. <laughs> Really, yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, it's just fun. It's fun for us. It so. is fun. It's something for us to talk about, riff about. Right. So, yeah, that was our last week's pickums. We somehow came up with a tie. I don't know. It's rigged, I guess. I like like in, like you would say, it's rigged. We'll, we'll just roll ahead. Roll, we'll just roll into the pickums for this weekend. We'll start with that, and I guess we'll just go each week and do the playoffs until we get to the Super Bowl. Do you want to go ahead and pick all the way out, or you just want to do wild no, card weekend? I just want to do the games this weekend, and then we'll just we'll yeah. do the next weekend and that week, and then just okay. so on and so yeah, forth. I'm, I'm with that. So we, we're starting off with San Francisco and Seattle. That's about to start here in about 20 minutes. 30 minutes. Yes. And then tonight we have Jacksonville and the L.A. Chargers. Now, tomorrow, what do the games look like? Tomorrow's we have the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's also been no word really on Lamar Jackson. As far as I know, Tyler Huntley's throwing, but it could be a giant smoke screen and Lamar Jackson could come out and play. So who knows? Um, we have the Dolphins at the Bills. We have... The Giants at the Vikings, and then Monday we have the Cowboys at the Buccaneers. 
All right. Well, let's just run down. Let's just run through them. We'll just discuss each gotcha. one of them as we get as we pick. Well, let's just start because I know we talked about it last night. Let's just start with the Seahawks and the Niners coming up at this four four thirty. All right. Yeah, I'm taking San Francisco. Um, like I said previously in other episodes, uh, I think that San Francisco is a Super Bowl contender at this point. Um, they got a, the number one defense in the league, or at least top three. And Seattle, uh, uh, while their playoff run was as admirable. The, the fact that they even made the playoffs with Geno Smith and that offense, I just don't see them being able to move the ball effectively against San Francisco's de- defense. So That's pretty much where I'm at with it. I think the Niners are running a really, really, really hot train right now. I don't know the right phrase to put in there, but they just look really good. It seems like all engines are rolling good on their side. The thing that threw me off was – the Pete, did you see the Pete Carroll press conference? No. What what he, happened? He was he was basically like saying how the 49ers are unbeatable. He's like they're the greatest the greatest thing to ever hit football, and it just it blows my mind that he's like saying that. And I I feel like he's trying to lull him to sleep so he can just show up with a great game plan or something. That's what I was gonna say. That sounds like some some reverse psychology or some type of Jedi mind trick because. I mean, Pete Carroll's been coaching for a long time, so been a lot of he's been in the playoffs a bunch. So I feel like he there's a he's calculated. You know what I'm saying? Like he has there's a purpose for everything that he does. So I think he's like he said that might have been a bluff or maybe just like some motivation for his players. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think San Francisco comes out with this one. Yeah, I still I still got I regardless I've got the 49ers here. Then we have at the 8:15 game tonight we have the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is that in LA? It's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Duval. Mm. This is mm. crazy. Which is I'd we we talked about this briefly. But I'll go ahead and say I really do like what Doug Peterson is doing with Jacksonville. It's a complete turnaround. I don't know that they were supposed to be in this position. I don't think they were or they anticipated. And the Chargers, as good as they have been, I think Staley is sometimes an idiot. And I just yeah, I really feel like he's going to make a call in tonight's game that's going to end up hurting what whatever. Herbert could have a 400-plus yard game. And him, his one call could be the deciding factor. So I'll take Jacksonville. Well, it's funny that you said that because I was texting back and forth with my with my cousin Brian. Shout out Brian, and he said basically the same exact thing that you said. He was taking the Jags, and he thought that Chargers coach was gonna try to be out, try to outsmart, or just be like clever, you know, kind of cute or whatever. And yeah. end up taking them out of the game by going for it on fourth and whatever, or, you know, whatever, you know, he's, he's done some questionable things throughout the season. So I don't know, man. I, 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 I like the Jags. I like, I like what, like you said, what Doug Peterson has going on right now. I think the team really trusts him. They really uh, want to play for him. Uh, I like Trevor Lawrence. I think he has a great arm, but sometimes that watching that Tennessee game, man, he just, the times he had to make a throw was like he couldn't do it or he just overthrew it or, you know, just made a dumb decision. And so my whole reasoning is um, they couldn't move the ball against a depleted Tennessee team. 
it was it was up to the the defense won that game for them, won the division for them. So I think it comes down to her. I think it comes down to the Chargers offense. I think Keenan Allen needs to have a good game. I think Austin Eckler needs to get at least fifty to sixty yards through the ground, maybe a tutty. But I just think that Jacksonville's offense is not going to be able to move the ball against the Chargers defense effectively. So I'm taking Chargers. As much it's a good pick. As much as I like Jacksonville, you know, side note, Jacksonville is like the first team in 40 years, 30, 30, 40 years to go to start out one and six the year before and then go worse the first. That's crazy. I yeah. didn't even know that. Yeah, they're they're uh, Cody Murphy they're gonna with be the good. random stats. They're going to be good. Yeah. I, I just saw it on the TV the other day, so I figured I'd throw that out there. I like that. They're going to be good, good pick, for a few man. years, I, I think. Oh, yeah. And I guess I could add another kind of argument point. Like, Staley hasn't really been in that situation. Like, this is going to be severe pressure. I think Herbert's up for the task. I think Eckler's up for the task. I don't know. For me, it's a 50-50 game, and I'm just I'm, I'm going to ride with uh, the heart, even though that usually lands in my downfall. <laughs> All right. All right, so – Sunday we have we'll start with the one o'clock game. The one o'clock game is the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. No Tua. Skylar Thompson is starting. I don't even know if there's an argument here. I don't even know if the Dolphins can score fourteen points. Yeah. We can just quickly go Buffalo on this one. I think we're both I think there's not really any argument or debate to be had. Yeah, I'm with Buffalo on that one. So Buffalo we'll call, on we'll, that call one. A, we'll call a spade a spade on that. All right, so the 4:30 game is the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. This one could be interesting. This one's kind of tricky. I really feel like the Giants could win this game. I know. I like Brian Dable. I like his coaching style. I think, like I said, that's another coach that where the team is behind him. They believe in his his scheme, his strategy. Uh, I like uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And like I said, the uh, Buff or uh, New York Giants have a nasty pass rush. Yeah, but Minnesota is just. I think the defense is the difference for sure. I think the defensive line would be the difference in this game. But I just think. I think Minnesota has too many playmakers. Justin Jefferson, man, he's, I mean, he's, they just have too many playmakers on offense. I'm going to go with Minnesota. That's probably going to bite me in the ass, but I don't know. They've, they've been good all year. They've, they've had some, some close calls, you know, Indianapolis being down 33, nothing at halftime, come back, win that game. And then, um, they went on a last second field goal against, I can't remember who it was against, but they should have lost that game. But I just, I think, Minnesota's going to win. This is very hard for me. I, I always forget that the Vikings traded for TJ Hawkinson, too. That's a great tight end. Yeah. They got Dalvin They got Dalvin Cook. I mean, they've got a pretty Jefferson, good line. They still they have Adam Thielen, too, as well. They still have Adam Thielen, who is a, a machine catching the ball. It would be cool for the Giants to win. Like I, I, I feel like they've gone a very long time. But Minnesota's going to end up pulling it out. They they've been playing like the team of destiny until they face like a real challenge. I think I think Minnesota finds a way to win this game. I'm with you on that. I know the the football fan in me wants the Giants to pull this one out, but like I said, logic, my logical side of the brain once says that Minnesota will win. Yeah. All right. Eight fifteen. We have the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. As of right now, like I said, no Lamar Jackson. It looking like Tyler Huntley. Could be a smokescreen, could not be, could be Lamar Jackson just shows up and plays. My buddies always say, like, Seth and Brady and 
they they tell me that Jamar Chase is the Raven killer. Every time he plays the Ravens, he goes off for at least, you know, two touchdowns. So I, I, I'm going to ride with the Bengals. I think they're riding. I told you last night, I think they're riding all the way. So I'm going right. to ride with the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I'm inclined to take the Bengals as well. The only thing that I can say is that Baltimore and Cincinnati played last week, the last uh, game of the season. And it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat a team twice in a row, let alone two weeks in a row. So I mean, they're going to have a game. I mean, they're going to have a game plan put together. I think uh, Baltimore always ha- finds a way to, mu- to muddy the game, make it ugly. I think if they can make it ugly, they have a chance. But I just got to. I got to roll with my boy Joe Burr. I got to go Joe with Joe Seisty. Burr. Go Joe, Joe Seisty, Joe Showtime. He always. He never fades away from a big moment. I love the dude. I mean, how can you not love the guy? I swear, I think, bro. I love Joe Burrow. He's, he's like the Joe Name, modern day Joe Namath, man, for real. Uh, I'm I going swear. with Cincinnati. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Last one for our wild card weekend. We have the Monday game, which is at 8 15. It is the Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm, this one's a tricky one. I know. It's, it is. I so think it's in Tampa Bay or it's in Dallas. Down. It's in Tampa Bay. Okay. But yeah, this one's this one's a tough one. I'd like another shot at the Cowboys. I really would. But Tom Brady, man. Man, I'm really I'm leaning Dallas. I know it's burnt me last week, but if they have another game like they played last week, they'll lose for sure. But Tampa Bay's not great this year. I mean, even though they won the division, it was the worst division in football, NFC South, fucking garbage all the way through. Dallas they got to have, I mean, after having a game like they had last week, I think they're going to have a bounce back. I know Dak has to have a back, bounce back performance. He did not play well last mm-hmm. week. Really, he hasn't played. I mean, he's played pretty good, but, I mean, he, he's having trouble with interceptions here lately. But I'm going with Dallas, picking Dallas. We'll see. As much as I hate Dallas, I'm going to pick them. It just it hurts me to pick them, you know. It really does. Uh, the inner Eagles fan in me wants to say, don't do it. Don't do it. I've seen Tom Brady, and as much as I've despised Tom Brady, I've seen him pull off crazier things. Um, right. Dallas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Tom Brady miracle. Huh. I'm going to go Cowboys, too. I'm feeling the death of Tom of the Tom Brady. I feel like he he's trying to get the hell out of uh, – if, if he's going to continue playing – he, even his lasting legacy is still going to be that Super Bowl. So I, I always result to the what will the next media headline be type guy. So I, I'm feeling, you know, in my NFL rigged conspiracy, this is the death of Tom Brady's either career or time in Tampa Bay. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Well, they're saying Brady might be going to Miami. I keep seeing that. And we could talk about that, too. I don't know. if I'm not trying to dive too deep into that, but I think it's going to be Lamar Jackson in Miami. But I could definitely see Tom Brady ending up there or in Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think it'd be crazy if, Tampa Bay, or if Tom Brady goes to another team and wins another Super Bowl or even, even makes the playoffs. At this point— It's going to be 46? Something like that. He said he wanted to play until he's 45, but that was before he got divorced. So— yeah. Who no, knows? He might play till he's fucking 50. Single dad energy kicking in. He's trying right. to take he's over the a, NFL again. He's like, I got another 20 in me. <laughs> I mean, as long as he, he stays healthy, up who knows? Games, it's it, the way the NFL has worked now. It's 
not out of the question that he could play another four or five years. Like even this year, you know, he put up over forty five hundred yards, and that's at forty five. Even if he drops to what four thousand yards a year, thirty seven fifty, like that's still good on. That's better than a lot of players on a lot of that's teams. That's a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, if he has a great defense behind him, I mean that's a that's a winning formula. Yeah, I, I could see him playing for another four or five years, and that's crazy to even say out loud because there was arguments that he could have retired ten years ago. Yeah, only time will tell. Eventually, only he's going to have to retire will. though. So that puts a wrap on our wild card weekend picks. We are locked in. Uh, our biggest difference seems to be. The Chargers and the Jaguars game at least this week. So you could take a leap on me. I could take a leap on you moving forward. Things could get a little dicey down the stretch. Really just to scratch our ego and have a little bit of fun. Right. You want to you want to go ahead and kind of talk, talk about, about the Let's talk about the play. elephant. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Fucking college mm. football playoffs was probably the most boring game I've watched all year. All season, I should say. Um, that was... I know we... We kind of have diff- differing uh, outlooks on this. I think that obviously I'm an SEC stand. I think honestly, think SC- or I think uh, Tennessee should have been in over TCU. I think if you lose your um, who did they lose to Kansas State in their conference championship? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, this the championship game had a lot of college football fans in, a, in an uproar. We saw that on social media. I think mm. some things are going to be shaken up, but I don't know. Well, is How do this you feel next year the last year? Is this next year the last year of the four team, or is the twelve team start this year? This next year, I can't remember. I think it starts in twenty. I want to say twenty twenty five, but okay, I don't know for sure. Well, they should they should start it next year at this rate, right? I mean, I mean that was out, that was outrageous. It, you know what makes me even more upset is if Ohio State. Makes the kick, man. We literally walked to a national championship. Right. Oh. The national championship was played a week before when it was OSU against Georgia. That was the national championship. Everybody can admit the Ohio State-Georgia game is the game everybody wanted to see. That's what we wanted. That's what everybody wanted. We saw a great college football game there. And I'm not even going to give Georgia the win, but Ohio State can have the loss. They lost that game. They I mean, they were up by double digits multiple times in that game. I mean, they shouldn't have lost. If Marvin Harrison doesn't go out of the game, it's different. But I can't make excuses. We lost the game. Lost the game. Oh, I agree, though. I agree. If Marvin, that was the turning point whenever Marvin Harrison Jr. went out. I mean, they couldn't move the ball effectively after after he went out. I mean, he, I mean, he was balling that game. Mm-hmm. He was balling all year. That hit at the back of the end zone should have been something. It doesn't have to be targeting, but something, man, that was. I don't know. Gosh, I, okay, I think I think it was clean, bro. I think it was clean. The ball was uncatchable. It was out of the back of the end zone. I mean, he, Stroud was throwing it away. I don't think it was dirty. Let's just put it that. No, way. I, don't I don't think, think it was, was dirty. dirty. It's just the that's the the spite in me, and I know it was clean. It was a great play on the Georgia defense, but the the championship game TCU. I mean, they played a great season. Don't get me wrong. I mean, everything was put together. I mean, they found a way all season long. But when you lose that conference championship game to Kansas State, and then 
We see Alabama kick the shit out of Kansas State. Man, I, I, I don't know. I just could feel it coming as soon as Georgia and Tennessee, or Georgia and TCU advanced. It was just going to be a bloodbath. It was going to be murder. And everybody riffed on Stetson Bennett. I know he's damn near 30 years old, but dude showed up. And every time it's a big game or a big moment, he shows up. He did it against Ohio State. He did it last year in the National Championship game. He did it last year in the playoffs. He did it this year. And TCU, I mean, he put the fucking work on him, man. He did yeah, not I mean, mess around. I don't think he could have a better career as Stetson Bennett. I mean, he's one of those rags to riches type stories. You know, went from a walk-on to a two-time national champion Hosman finalist. I mean, you got to give that guy his credit. I mean, he stuck with it. And among all the controversy he went through, you know, I know they were start. He was uh, in competition with that other kid, Daniels or Daniel. JT or, Daniels. Yeah, JT or, Daniel. Yeah, I think it- yeah. But I mean he 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 stuck through it, stuck through the adversity and I mean he came out on top and I mean he's he's a champ. You can't take that away from him no matter if he has back. grandkids or not. Yeah, I mean if he anywhere around Georgia in the state of Georgia, oh, dude won't have to lift a finger. He could go anywhere he wants to and he's he might as well be the president. He might as well be the mayor. He might as well he could I mean if he opened a business that sold poop in a bag, he'd be a millionaire in Georgia. Oh yeah, for sure. And I was, um, you know what's crazy, as I was listening to PMT, pardon my take, yeah. and they were talking about how Georgia lost 15 starters to the draft last year mm-hmm. and still repeated, still went back to back. I mean, that's insane. Lost to pretty much a whole, an, an entire NFL team on one side of the ball and still went back to back champions. That shows you how good that team is truly was this year but um let me go back and talk about let me talk about tcu for a minute i'm with you they they seem like the team of destiny this year i mean it seems like no matter they had so many close calls and no matter no matter the situation they somehow found a way to win there's so many times that they were down late in games i think i saw a stat where said they were down they had four fourth quarter comebacks this year or something like that which is insane from a college football standpoint to be that clutch. I know I watched the uh, the end of that Baylor game where they had to rush the the field goal unit on like the last 20 seconds of the game. And usually, you know, you, you want your kicker to be able to set up, take your steps back into the side and then be able to, to size it up. But, I mean, they literally – he just ran onto the field and like just stood there and they snapped the ball and he kicked it and, and it went in. So, I mean, that was that was awesome. But from the initial – from the first drive, you could tell that the moment was just too big for, for TCU. I feel bad for Max Duggan because I know he's such a, a warrior and he, he wants to compete and win no matter who he's playing against. But it's just they were overmatched in every capacity and every – facet of the game, whether it was the run game, the pass game, defense, offense, special teams, punting, kicking, it didn't matter. Georgia was just supremely better than they were. And I think that the CFP committee is going to have to find a way to, which I mean, I know they're expanding in a couple years or whatever, but next year they're going to have to be real careful about who they put in. I mean, let's, but I mean, let's be honest, we're still going to watch no matter who they put in. So it is what it is. People can, people are allowed to bitch and complain and say what they want, but we're all still going to watch. We're still going to watch no matter who's in it because it's football. Yeah. But if you, how do you even like, what can you do to avoid a scenario like that? Like, 
it's uh, at the end of the day, it's still football. That could happen to any team, any time. Right, but I mean, I don't think Tennessee or 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 Alabama is going to shit down their leg like TCU did. Because I mean, yeah. let's let's just say, let's just call it what it is. They shit their pants straight yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like Michigan did the week before. Michigan shit the bed the week before. They yeah. should have beat TCU. Had several yeah. opportunities to win that game and still found a way to lose it. Does it? hurt college football going forward or does them trying to figure out like does this kill those smaller teams TCU I would say is a smaller team so say you have a great season does TCU's performance ultimately kill teams down the road because it just happened to Cincinnati TCU Notre Dame back in it uh, when they face out like every time one of them smaller time teams gets in they get destroyed. There's no saving grace. Right. I, and I think it, yeah, I mean, honestly, it does hurt those type of programs. It does hurt their case moving forward. I don't, I, unless you're just undefeated, like Cincinnati last year, they were undefeated. So no matter what you say, you have to give them their flowers. You have to at least say, yes, they deserve to be there. They're undefeated. They're in a, but I mean, if you think about it though, what about UCF a few years back? Central yeah. Florida, they went undefeated and didn't get in. So I don't know. Like, that's what's so confusing about this. But like I said, TCU lost their conference championship. I don't think they should have got in. Now, Ohio State, they, I think they deserve to get, they got in on their name, though, I believe. You know, I think so. I, I, I think so, too. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not. But, gonna all, but then again, Ohio State, Ohio State's never had. They've never had like a letdown game though. In every college yeah. football playoff they've been in, they've either competed or won it outright. So yeah, the only time we got our ass kicked was that national championship game against Alabama, and that was Mac Jones and Devontae Smith, and they just fucking destroyed us. But you, but, but they still, but Ohio State still deserved to be there though. There was no yeah, argument. We were Big Ten champs. Yeah, we were Big Ten champs at that point. Like we deserved to be there at that point. <laughs> Uh, that was Justin Fields, and he, that we beat Clemson on the way there. You know, we knocked right. off Trevor Lawrence's Clemson. So I mean, we had the argument. TCU beat Michigan, who beat Ohio State. So I don't. Let's just let's just call it this. Georgia was uh, underrated all season. They should have got more media exposure. They were that team. Like they they put together a roster that deserves as much credit as possible. They came out, they put on a performance, and they fucking killed it. Well, I don't think it. I don't think it mattered who they played. I think Georgia was going to yeah. win it, no matter what, no matter who they played. Did you see the leaked? The leak they leaked a uh, audio file of Kirby Smart's speech before the game. Did you Dude. hear that? Your ass is prepared for this shit for fucking 365 days. I think about them fuckers in that locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All the shit you went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the fucking price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, God, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about shit. Go out here and fuck their ass up. Don't think about scoreboard. Don't think about shit. You think about knocking the shit out of them. Did you hear what Box said on Monday? When I sat in that fucking meeting, I wanted to go fucking play right then. Tore your shit up out here. Two years ago, fuck your shit up. Goddamn pride and joy. Tell me you fuck these guys up. You go play the right way. You play the right way. You knock their ass off. You stay off the fucking ground. You tackle the fucking man with a ball. The shit's easy. Look at the right shit. Punish their ass on offense. 
about who the fuck we are. I believe in you. Let's go. Made me want to run through a brick wall. He said, fuck them kids. He said, fuck their shit up. I was like, let's go. <laughs> he said, it's simple. You hit them. Oh, my God, bro. I was like, mm. Yeah, I was going to shit up right then, bro. I was like, let's go. But, yeah, I mean, Georgia wins in a route. We all saw it coming. I think uh, once they expand, it's going to be a lot more competitive, and we'll see some – some other teams get in besides just the true blue bloods, big name programs. The idea of the home playoff games in college football, I really think that's going to change a lot of things too. Yes, I, I like the well, like I know in um, what is it, the FCS, they have like a bracket style playoff. Yeah, and I think that would be a lot. That's a lot more entertaining and a lot more there. There would be a chance for more parity. Like you wouldn't just have. The same four, five, six schools get in every year. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, we got time. Let's, we got time at least. We got, it was a good got, college football season. Yeah, it was. It was. All right, now this is this segment of the podcast is going to get ugly. <laughs> UK bas- UK basketball talk. Now, it's easy for me to ride high today because we just beat Tennessee number five at Tennessee, but it wasn't a pretty game. It was ugly. It was we mucked it up. We made it. It was physical. I think the refs. I think they let them play in some instances, and then in other situations, they called tiki tack fouls. But and at the end of the day, Kentucky hit their free throws. They played a lot better defense than I'm used to seeing this year, and they pulled out a win. So I mean, I got to give them. Like I said, got to give them their credit. Calipari did did a good job coaching this today, but. It pale, this win pales in comparison to the South Carolina loss. There's no, absolutely no excuse for Kentucky to lose at home to a 20 point. We were a 20 point favorite and still lost that game. And the sad part is we had a chance to win that game at the end of the, at the end of the game because South Carolina freaking threw the ball out of bounds after we had just had one of the worst turnovers of the game. So I don't know. It's going to take a few more games, I think, to really hit our stride. It's going to take a lot of more gritty performances for this team to really gain the trust of the fans back. But overall, like I said, I got to give them credit today. They played well. We'll see moving forward. I'm in a group chat with... A couple buddies of mine that were my college roommates. Shout out Seth, Trey, and Brady. They, you know, after every UK game, I mean, they're religious UK fans, just, you know, just as I would say you are. So I, I hear pretty much everything that, you know, a UK fan would think. You hear all say. the narratives. Yeah. And I'm getting these pictures of like, you know, please go to Texas, all this stuff, like, and they're thinking, even regardless of whatever outcome Calipari has at the end of this year, by the time next season comes around and finishes, like he's out the door at the end of next season on his terms. Can you see that? Well, let me put it this way. When it rains, it pours. And when the, and, and when it's good, it's great. It's like a toxic relationship, you know. When it's yeah. going good, it's great. Whenever it's going bad, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. So do I think that Calipari takes a lot of undue criticism? Yes, I do. I think that Kentucky 
fan base has a lot of idiots that don't know what they're talking about. Never played ball at a high level. They just have watched Kentucky their whole life, so they think they have a clue. But a lot of them don't. But does that, you know, just the fact that he does take undue criticism doesn't negate the fact that he does deserve some criticism. Like, I reserve the right as a lifelong Kentucky fan, somebody who knows basketball, somebody who played basketball my whole life, have, has supported this team my whole life, my family, like my whole family is, are, is UK fans. Like, if I want to bitch a little bit about the state of our program, I think I have that right. Now, do I think we should fire him or run him out of town? No way. I mean, obviously our program is a lot better with him than it is without it. We're just tired as a fan base of seeing the same old mistakes being made over and over and over. Late game situations, not calling a timeout. Why? Why? Why are we trying why does why are we trying to force chemistry in a lineup? Why are we why are we just that's my biggest issue is he's more of an NBA recruiter than he is an actual college basketball coach, in my opinion. Yeah. To me, he has an idea of who he wants to play and who will play based on who's going to get into the league, who needs exposure mm-hmm. to improve their draft stock instead of who am I going to play? What five am I going to put out there? That's going to be conducive to winning a college basketball game. Now you can't do both. You have to do one or the other. And I think a lot of times he sides with the former rather than the latter. And that's yeah. my biggest issue is like, if you want to be a, if you want to put guys in the league, go coach G league or go coach the NBA. We want as a Kentucky fan base, we want championships. That's our standard final fours championships. When you lose in the first round to St. Peter's, yes, we're going to be pissed off for, for a while. We're not going to forget. We have long memories here. And so it is what it is. I know there's people like we're kind of, there's kind of division in the Kentucky fan base right now. You have your Calipari stands and then you have your people who hate Calipari. But like I said, in the, when we were texting last night, uh, I think it goes a lot deeper than just Calipari. I think there's a lot yeah. of administ, administ, uh, like administration stuff that, that's not that's kind of under wraps that doesn't make it to the surface. I know Mitch Barnhart, he's kind of a shadowy, shady figure. Not, not many. Not a lot of fans know a lot about him. So I think um, like moving forward, I think that we'll probably see some of that. Some of that will get exposed, hopefully. But I mean, I'm a, I bleed blue, loot, win or lose. I might be shitty after a loss. I might be boastful after a win, but they're still my boys. I'm going to support them no matter what. <sighs> I just hope we can right the ship and come out with a decent seed in March. Yeah, beating Tennessee is a start. I mean, that's even if it's ugly, it goes a long way. It's a good yeah, – I mean, it least, was a big win. Big win. Yeah, fair. I was getting text updates on my phone while I was at work today, and it was from that same group chat I mentioned earlier. And first text message is, you know, nice half. Next one is good half. Now fight back when Tennessee comes out blazing. Be willing to make this a hard-nosed game. We can win this. And, you know, these these guys, like just like you, bleeding it. So I try to stay in the loop with Kentucky so I at least am comprehensive of what you're talking about. I find myself watching the games a lot more often because of you guys. And as an unbiased person, I do I do as an outsider also believe Calipari does just get a unneeded, complete bad rap. I do think he's, his coaching tendencies are sometimes killer. And he doesn't seem to be learning from his mistakes. But he gets guys in the door. That's a huge key to a program. It's just getting guys into the program. So if he can come to, if he can kill his ego, 
face himself a little bit and be like, all I got to do is coach these guys. And you guys would be cranking out Final Fours again. I think I think the difference in today, because you, you didn't watch the game, but like a lot of the in the timeouts and like the, the breaks, like it seemed like the assistant coaches were, were coaching a little bit more. It seemed like they were kind of stepping up and helping Calipari a little bit more. Like there were some instances in the timeout where – it was just the assistant coach. Calipari wasn't even in the huddle. It was just the assistant that was sitting there drawing up plays or whatever and coaching them up. So I think that we need a lot more of that. And I think that we kind of got a glimpse of the formula that we're going to have to proceed with if we want to, if we want to be successful this year. And, and like, that's the problem with the style or what have you of Calipari is like every year we have three or four or five, six new guys that we have to accommodate and we have to get used to. So it's like, it's hard to build chemistry when you have a revolving door, but very, very hard, but we'll see. We'll see in the next few weeks. I mean, March is just like a month and a half away. So it's sec time. Now you guys really got to lock it in. So whatever you guys did today, make it work moving forward. We played a lot better defense. Our defense looked a lot better today than it has all year. So, all right, that's all I'm off my self box, my soapbox. So is there any any other chest? Right. I mean, I can't just hold it in or my head will explode. (laughs) Literally. Is there any other sports related topics that you want to talk about? Um, One thing I'd like to touch on baseball wise real quick is the Trevor Bauer situation. A little bit of touchier subject. I don't know if you know anything much about this aside from that, the, all the legal stuff. So he was released from the Dodgers as of yesterday. I want to say yesterday. Right, they had to, they had to pay him out though. Didn't they like 21 mil? Yeah. So he can sign with anybody in the league. And really my question is for not just you, but for everybody who listens, if do, do we see somebody being willing to take on the, PR hit that will be Trevor Bauer out on a team, and will he pitch again in the MLB? Um, my immediate answer wants to be yes, because we've seen over and over in professional sports, it don't matter what you do, if you can win a ball game, somebody's going to pay you. Or yeah. if you can put if you can put ass asses in seats, somebody's going to pay you. It doesn't matter yeah. if you beat your wife or kids or anything else. You know anything other anything else you can think of. Mostly, unless you Aaron Hernandez somebody, then yeah. you're gonna, then somebody's gonna pay you. It might be the worst team in the league. You might not make the playoffs ever again, but you're gonna be able to make money. But I also think Trevor Bauer. I, I don't know that he really wants to play baseball anymore. I mean, he made 21 mil, hasn't played in what like a year, over a year. Yeah. Over a year, he's got other avenues to make money. I mean, he's all over YouTube. He he does collabs mm-hmm. on YouTube all the time. He's got the personality yep. to to have a podcast or or anything. You know, there's other start businesses. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff he could do. So, I mean, he was a good pitcher, but like yeah. I said, is he I worth mean, the PR? He won a Cy Young. He won a Cy Young. I, you know, a couple years ago with the Reds, the 2020 season. So I wouldn't care I still if think the Mets picked him up. I honestly hope the Mets pick him up. Fuck it. Well, that can translate into my last baseball topic, too, where the Correa physical failed and Correa is now back with the Mets. The physical cleared with the Mets, or not with the Mets, with the Twins. twins. So he's off the Mets, back with the Twins. So that clears up a lot of space for the Mets to go out and at least chase another guy. And you got to think, Verlander. Scherzer, and then Bowser, Bauer. Whoo! Right, that's pretty know. clean. 
Yeah, that would be that would be a nice rotation. You'd have three just fucking horses on the mound. I mean, those horses, guys. Bro. You got two savvy vets and a guy who hasn't who has no wear and tear on his arm in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. He's probably and like I said, I don't know if he wants to, but if he if he has that dog in him, he's hungry. He wants to get back out there. Mm-hmm. So well, we'll see. A side note: the only the the biggest thing that comes to mind whenever I think of Trevor Bauer is that time I think he was with the Indians or. Oh, Sorry, the Guardians. Well, they were the Indians at the time. They were the Indians then, but the Guardians now. But he was getting taken out of a game. He he pitched like terrible. And the coach came out to take him out, and he just turns around and launches the ball into the center, like dead center field stands, just launches it. I was like, over the center field wall. Yeah, Yeah. bro. I was like, he's got a crazy legacy. And one one of his lasting legacies will be. He cost the Indians a World Series potential win by playing with his drone and slicing up his finger and missing his start, too. That's another Oh, yeah, one. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's shitty, man. And Cleveland hasn't yeah. won in, like, forever. Yeah. I want to say uh, 40-something years. 40-something years, yeah. That's really all I got on baseball. There ain't been much talks in baseball-wise. I'm always going to love talking baseball, but spring training does start up at the end of February. Uh, again, I say pitchers and catchers are about to report here in a little here in yep. just a few weeks. Yep, the first spring training game is uh, February twenty fourth, so we're closing in. I'll be very much so excited to start talking a little bit more baseball stuff come that yeah. time. I think but baseball has the best. See. I think baseball has the best um, like time of the year. Like it starts in the spring, ends in the in the fall. I mean, that's like the best hmm. time to have a sport. You know, the weather is usually nice that whole entire time. So, I don't know. We'll see. Closing closing out, we've got a few things to cover. Uh, we've been t- – me and JD have been discussing some avenues that we could explore as far as improving our podcast experience, our audience, our listener experience. We've been talking about expanding our social media. I'll let JD go in on that. Uh, a little bit more here in a minute. We want to uh, get. I've been have people ask me about webcams. I don't currently have a webcam right now, but JD's uh, supposed to be sending me one, so we might be able to do have visuals. We might be able to do some mix it up that way, spice it up a little bit, have something going that way. Our gift card giveaway. We're going to be giving that out. Probably. I don't know. When do you want to do it? I say. Try to hold off until the last week of the of the month, and then we'll just do it like would, on the tw- the twenty eighth or something. Yeah, I like the idea of that right the right of the last week or weekend of January. We'll announce a winner. All right, our next episode we're gonna record. It'll be either today or tomorrow or the next day. But we're gonna do we're gonna be going over our, our movie, our favorite movies like cinema, our favorite actors, directors. Kind of in the style that we did the music episode. So just let us know if that's if that's the type of content that you guys like. I know people like the music episode a lot, so hopefully we'll have some good results with our next episode. Um, JD, I'll let you talk about the social media part a little bit more. So I have been exploring some options as for our expansion. And a few, as, as I've been looking for ideas and options i've been you know putting my thoughts out there with other podcasters and networks that do such um it seems that the consensus is hit youtube make a tiktok instagram reels stuff like that so i'm gonna venture out and start working the process of making a youtube for our page making an instagram making a tiktok solely just for our page 
and then start working up, you know, visuals, clips, stuff like that. Uh, certain, you know, trending stuff, start playing around with the content creation that is helping people in that various media ways grow. So we're going to start exploring those ideas. So I would love for everybody who hears this and is learning about this to kind of be looking for those outlets. I've been talking with a guy via Twitter about animated visual shorts, which you know, I've kind of set aside a little bit of a budget for podcast stuff just because I really do enjoy this. I know Murph enjoys this a lot and this has kind of been a dream of mine. So, of course, I want to, you know, make this thing grow. The only thing, the way for things to grow is to, you know, put money, effort and time and love into it. So I've been talking with this guy about making us listening to our podcast, taking things and clips that he likes out of it and making visual representations of what we're saying. And so be on the lookout for those things as as they come. Uh, I think that'll be a great success for us. Great success. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, keep keep an eye out guys. We're going to we're going to start producing things and we've said it a million times and I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse or anything, but feedback is our best friend. If you guys say something to us or you notice something or you like something, let us know cuz it will help us and it, if it's more enjoyable to you, I I guarantee it's probably really enjoyable to people just like you and you somebody who's listening to this who cares about this is the people that we're trying to appeal to appeal to so keep that in mind moving forward i do appreciate every bit of feedback all right it sounds good um we'll be back like i said we'll have episode nine out in the next few days be looking be looking out for it uh peace and love as always appreciate all the support love you guys peace peace Shorty Filipino and she call me Manny Pacquiao Alley oop without the hoop, they call me Jerry Stackhouse Days are out in public, but your mama made me snap out Before I get the dog, got the morning routine Wake up bright and early to some brand new cream Floss three times, baby, y'all so clean Gravy got cheese, now that's poutine Gravy coming hot like I'm hopping off the